The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet! This is Walter Seades Fedchuk bringing you another edition of our 2017 European Spring Split Team by Team Previews. This is day three of week two. So far this week, we've covered the Unicorns of Love and we've covered Giants Gaming, two teams that we feel drastically different about. And today, we're going to talk about another team that matches, well, our feelings on one of those teams. And by we, I mean, of course, my good friend and Rough Drafts co-host, Chase, Red Shirt King Wassenaar. Chase, I know we're not necessarily excited to talk about this team, but we're here. We're giving the yeah. people what they want. How do you feel today, buddy? Look, I'm excited in the same way that I'm excited that the new Underworld movie's coming out this year. I know it's not going to be good, but it sure as heck can be entertaining. I am I am interested to see what Origin thinks they're trying to accomplish here. It's an incredibly baffling, I, I think is the right word to put, the baffling offseason. I think that's fair. <laughs> and I just, you know, sometimes you just have to be able to sit back and look at a team like this and just take it all in. And this is our chance. This is our cleansing, if you will. So that by the end of this podcast, we can all have accepted this is indeed a roster that we will be watching in the European Professional League for approximately nine weeks, plus whatever happens in relegations, assuming things play out the way we expect. So this, let's let's this, do it, guys. Let's let's join together on this. We can power through. Is this the worst roster out of the twenty teams? Even though we haven't talked about some of them yet, this yes. is the worst roster out of the twenty teams. Right? Yes, okay. I don't I don't think it's particularly up for debate i have never heard a consensus from analysts both in front of the camera and behind the scenes on a team ever and and maybe that's scary for some people they're going to hear that and go when everyone thinks one way it almost always balances out and if you're an origin fan that's got to be the hope that you cling to though if you're an origin fan I don't know which Why? of these five players. Yeah. Like, Why? Which Why? of the five guys? Let's let's go over it, Walter. Run down the list for me. Yeah, it's, so it's, there's a lot to remember here. No, there's not because there's nothing particularly memorable about any of their off-season changes. But uh, we'll start. They, they finished ninth place on the European LCS last split. They were 2-8-8. Eight, and eight. Uh, They maintained their spot in the LCS by beating Misfits in the relegation tournament, uh, 3-2. to two. And that was primarily because of uh, the players that are no longer on this roster. First, we had Soaz as the top laner. Uh, he's gone. 
he's he's off to Fnatic. He's he's much better pastures. He's being replaced by Satorius, uh, who was formerly of Epsilon Gaming, who was in the European Challenger Series last split. Uh, outbid a couple of other Challenger teams that were potentially looking to uh, maintain his services. Uh, amazing. He's gone. He went to Fnatic with Soaz. That that duo is going to have some fun over there. Uh, he's been replaced by Wisdom, the jungler of the Misfits roster that Orion beat uh, to maintain their spot in the LCS. Uh, the mid laner, Power of Evil, he's out of here. He went to Misfits, and uh, he's been replaced by the now memingly famous 0-17 LSPL mid laner, Korean Nahoon. Praise be. Xpeke was the AD carry for the majority of the split last uh, last split. Um, he's now a sub, technically, in the mid lane for Nahoon. Uh, he's been replaced by Tabs. Everyone remembers him of Alliance and Elements and a couple other teams here in their fame. Uh, and then the support hybrid has met the death note of Caps and is on no teams currently. And he's been replaced by Heva, uh, formerly of Team Forge, and the original... Gamers 2 lineup, the original Ocelot lineup. Uh, and then the head coach of Aranea, he's been replaced by Leduc, um, who's coming back to Orion. He was their coach way, way back, I think, when they were in the Challenger series. And the literal toaster, which means, Chase, you are no longer allowed to make jokes about this poor, poor player. Uh, he is being replaced as a sub by Xpeke. Xpeke is now moving to the substitute role. Chase. Yes. This is a roster, as you said. This is, is a roster in the European LCS. First thoughts, just just very surface. First thoughts. What do you think? Uh, my my first and tenth thoughts, like one through ten, were all just what? <laughs> it's it's all. I mean, that's it's the only way you could. You just have to look at this roster and kind of squint and look. You know, I I don't I don't know. It's a very I, I can almost see what they were trying to do. You have a couple guys in, I guess, Nahoon and Satorius who are relatively young, and so you hope that those are upside guys, even though they haven't displayed a ton of huge upside. And Wisdom and Tabs seem like the kinds of talents that you can lock in, and it's good to have talents like that on an otherwise young team, but... When you lock them in, it's kind of to the Mendoza line for the LCS. You know, Tabs is an LCS caliber AD carry. He certainly wouldn't keep getting jobs if he wasn't. He's not a good LCS AD carry, but he is an LCS AD carry. I don't know, man. I It, it is a collection of five players that was put together uh, for reasons that range from because he was the best available to because he was the only one available to <laughs> he played solo queue with wisdom a couple times and that's enough to pick a mid laner nowadays i that let's do it i will see i that's all of these things you just you look at this and you think about all of the stories we heard about uh origin behind the scenes and, and the mess that was uh, those situations and you just say why didn't you sell this offseason? If you're going to put together that roster, if that's the best you can do as an organization, sell. Like, I, I, there seems to be enough teams that want to buy into the LCS. It's a weird, weird decision across the board. Yeah. Ex-Peke. I, I, I know you say I see some semblance of, of what they're doing. I, there's no cohesion here. 
there is no cohesive vision here other than maybe you bring in one Korean, you need to bring in a second Korean. Mm-hmm. We've heard stories across the board that while XPECA tried to spin it as they didn't see a European talent that they were comfortable with, uh, European midlaners didn't want to play for this team. They didn't want to sign there. They wanted to test their medal on different teams. It's a dumpster fire, essentially, of an organization. We haven't heard very much good about the organization level above the players uh the the upper deck Leduc helps a little bit but he has been embroiled in controversy of his own in other various stops he hasn't been able to seemingly maintain a job he keeps bouncing around between all these other different organizations and he's mainly been in the challenger scene since he departed from orion way back when so there isn't a whole lot to be excited about there's not one thing i can look at and go this is going to be my one reason to watch Orien uh, on a week-to-week basis. It's mainly going to be, well, I want to watch the team they're playing against. Mm-hmm. So I'll pose the question to you thusly, Chase. What is the most intriguing aspect about this roster? What, I mean, what gives you pause? If I had to point to something that could be a good move, it is nice to see that Leduc chose to come back. This is an organization that has scared away basically everyone that has ever worked for them or with them. There's a reason that zero of the players that they had on their roster last split chose to re-sign. And it's not that, you know, all of them decided to retire. You know, they, they, they have not had a great retention rate as an organization in general. And he came back. And there's got to be a reason, right? There's got to be something. He looked at that situation and said, you know, this is a team that... Unlike the previous Origin teams, there are young guys involved. There are guys that are much more open to coaching than maybe some of the people who were there in the past. Uh, there isn't nearly the kind of player influence that you had in the old Origin roster where, you know, last split you, we talked about how egos seem to get in the way. There aren't any players with huge egos here. You know, these are players that should fall in line with whatever system they end up doing. And sure, when you look at the champion pools that these players have and you look at the way they performed, it doesn't seem like any of their play styles mesh in any coherent fashion that would lead to the development of a system that would be applicable in an EU LCS week-by-week basis. But, you know, there are pieces there that allow them to create one if there is one to be created. And... Man, that is the most backhanded compliment I could come up with. I am trying, guys. I mean, I want to say that Tabs is, is a consistent player. He's decent. He's not a bad piece. I, You know, he's going to do enough. Assuming that Heva doesn't throw that bot lane into the garbage bin, which is completely in play. Uh, Wisdom is solid. He's going to be the ninth best jungler in Europe, probably. Potentially eighth, depending on how Maxlore develops. That's a thing that you might do against weaker teams. It's it's hard. It's very hard to find full positives. You can see the linings and potential machinations that if we all end up shocked, if everyone, all the rumors we're hearing, all of the analysis that's being done from what we've seen on the Rift, if everyone is wrong, including us, We're going to look back and say, well, at least they put the pieces together where they could attempt something that Origin has never done as an organization, which is follow a system led by a coach who has experience on an LCS level. 
That's what I got. Does that does that positive does that reek of positivity? Did we get there? Did we resemble excitement? I mean, the the intriguing thing to me because there's there's very little positive about this roster. I don't even think Leduc is a positive move in, in any direction. I don't think he's a, a, a reasonably good coach. I think that there is a lot of ego behind him. Um, I, there's just not a lot of good stories about him. There's a lot of you know, he's been involved in a lot of controversy across the board. He's never had a very successful LCS split. Um, he's he's kind of been unceremoniously left or removed from other teams that he's been on, uh, including Orient. And, and some of that people will say, oh, is the uncoachability of Soaz, et cetera, et cetera. There's all those stories that, that exist out there surrounding him. The intriguing aspect to me, I believe, is Satorius as the top laner because, like I said, there there's like a bidding war for him. There were a couple of CS teams and there was Orient that were all trying to vie for his services. And when you're that kind of player, yeah, you, you do sort of want the LCS experience and be able to put that on a resume over saying, yeah, I played in the Challenger scene. Like, this is the pinnacle of European League of Legends. You want to play in the LCS. That is your ultimate goal. And yeah. despite the fact that the organization is not the best, this isn't the best roster they put together. Obviously, he signed before they had a mid laner. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were using him in tryouts and a who never tried out for the team, according to sources, to, according to what to people origin, told us. To Origin's yeah. press release, for the record. This is yeah. one of those things that when people hear this story, people want to say, oh, they're just, you know, they're exaggerating. I'm sure it wasn't, you know, that, you know, hashed together at the last second. And if it wasn't, then why would Origin say so? It seems it's the worst kind of thing to admit, and they bring it up like it's a positive. It's like, look, you know, we found this guy because we realized the tryouts weren't working, to which I say, who was coming to your tryouts then? Because there are plenty of talented mid laners out there who don't have an 0-17 record in professional play, and you didn't manage to find any of them. So they weren't showing up, or you're bad at analyzing people in a in a vacuum well, i i don't know which of the reasons behind it is <laughs> i i understand that there was a bidding war for satorius i think you hit it on the head when you said it was challenger teams and origin because of all of the top laners that have made it into the lcs you know i was low on flaxish compared to some other people potentially i was a little lower on Alfari than some people However, I am way higher on both of those people than I am in a guy that managed a 2.14 KDA in the Challenger series. Against Challenger top leaders, the guy was getting his ass kicked more often than not. Now you're throwing him to the LCS Wolves? How is that supposed to work? What is he supposed to do against the Oduwabnes and the Visachachis of the world? And meanwhile... You know, Misfits dropped Wisdom for Cacao. And if you're dropping anyone for Cacao... They clearly aren't seeing a whole bunch of upside in you, and Heva just... I mean, God, I... This guy just seems like a disaster. I i went back and I saw some of the, the games on Forge, and... I mean, okay, I guess he plays a kinda decent Alistar, five of his ten games on Forge. Very little champion diversity, no real proficiency on anything other than the Alistar. What's the point of that? I... It's it's one of those things where you look at the just train wreck of this roster and you don't even have to, you know, Nahum going 0-17 in competitive play in the LSPL, that's one thing. You know, Chinese challenger, 
weird things can happen. He could have been on a bad team. You know, you can't single-handedly win games, but the numbers aren't good for him as well. He was the worst player by KDA on his roster. I I don't know. I, you, you look at it and you have to say, like, were there really no other players with upside that were available? Guys that are currently playing in the challenger scene. And I understand that money is an issue. And I I understand you've got to be working under constraints. And I understand that bad press hurts getting signings. Now, you could have avoided that by not having Xpeke's mom mismanage situations so horribly that, you know, it's run their reputation into the ground. And I don't bring that up as a meme. I bring that up as as a fact that players saw what happened there. Players saw the way that Xpeke's mom treated people on that roster. And she is still involved with the organization. And that is insane to me. This is like if the other uh, if the other former owner of, uh, of Coast was still involved in their day-to-day interactions. The, the brothers, whose name is escaping my mind this, uh, right now. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't get any of this. I don't get what they want from infrastructure. I don't get what they want from their players. I don't get why... They went for such limited upside compared to some of the other rookies we're going to be seeing in the LCS this split. Just what a mess. What a, what an absolute mess. I don't have anything to add. I, I mean, I was going to be like, you know, hey, you, what, what don't you like about this organization? What makes you nervous? Um, you basically just took a baseball bat to the, uh, to the crystal vase that is the Origin organization and, and this lineup. Um, Had to be I done. Agree. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not going to attempt to uh, contest you on any of those points because I think everything is absolutely correct. I'm just going to add another point. Um, the reported groups uh, for Europe they're splitting into two two groups, five teams in each. Um, one group has Rocket. That group also has Giants in it. Mm-hmm. Orion is not in that group. No. They are in a group that has Vitality and Unicorns of Love and H2K and um, and um, Splice. Yeah, I think that's the group that they're in. That's a really difficult group. And, and <laughs> supposedly, you're gonna play, not supposedly. You're gonna be playing against those four teams twice, and then the other group you're gonna play against once. So you only have one shot to play against Rocket and to play against Giants. And, you know, arguably those are the three weakest teams, Orient, Rocket, and Giants, in my opinion. We'll get to Rocket later in the week. Yay. Um, yay. Like, you only get one shot at those. So even if you beat those two teams, that's only two wins. Right. And presumably they're going to play against each other, so maybe one of those teams get two wins. Yeah. So then if you they can't get lucky, like, it's just... It's bad. It's a bad situation if you're the Orient organization. And, and it's worth pointing out, too, the way these groups work, right? It's just about being the worst team in your group. So, yeah, yeah maybe they could beat Giants and Rockat if a whole bunch of things bounce right and things bounce wrong for those teams. Those are the bottom three. But guess what? Everyone else in your group also gets to play those teams once. So your wins have to come from Unicorns of Love, Vitality, Splice, or H2K Gaming. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know, I I said that it's going to take some time for maybe some of these H2K players to fit. Uh, we have uh, Vitality. You know, obviously there are some pieces there that are going to be 
interesting to talk about. We'll get to that. Oh, man, this is such a, a rough week-by-week roster. And the only answer I see to this, if you're going to come up with the thing that the season hinges on, maybe Xpeke can will this team to victory. Because we've seen this before. A player goes in and struggles, and Xpeke comes on and becomes the shot caller, and they resemble something towards mediocrity, and that's why they did well enough. They beat Misfits 3-2. to two. We forget this because we're excited about Misfits and what they could do in the LCS. But Origin beat them head-to-head with almost the uh, the full Misfits roster. It's a very different Origin team now. Yeah. But the whole idea is that... That holds no water to me. But holds no water. if he is a good mid laner still, which is a big if... Yeah. You gotta give him something, man. Let's you're, you're not. You're, Look, so, so you're I understand. Try and sell this narrative that that's, that that Peke that Peke comes in. This. The problem is that he had one of the other greatest European players of all time in Soaz. He had an yeah. exceptionally good jungler and amazing who had mainly a down off season, but he's had some very high moments in his career. You had Power of Evil, who again. That that series was about Power of Evil. That series was not about Xpeke doing anything incredible. He played wave clear utility 80 carries. He did his job, but that was about Power of Evil hard carrying them. I I just I'm not going to buy this narrative of them being successful. For them to be successful, it's going to have to be that the players they've chosen that are on this starting lineup that I listed 15 minutes ago, they're going to have to be the ones that are successful. You cannot have your Hail Mary be x comes back in and somehow wills them to victory. It's just, that is just not going to succeed. Tell that to Cloud9 fans who saw High come back a couple times in different positions. Oh, they just we'll talk about High later. Oh, yes, Don't we will. worry about it. <laughs> But yeah, look, it, it's a shot in the dark, but I don't see how the five guys they have are going to do it. So maybe x shot calling plus Leduc being able to coach. It, these are big ifs, and that's involving the main roster already failing. So that's our optimism for this team. The, the, the problem, Peke, is that you should have sold in the offseason. Yes! To Basconia, to Valencia, to whoever. Barcelona, maybe FC Barcelona, Real Madrid, I don't know. You could have found someone to sell it to. And the problem is you're going to go through a split here. Mm-hmm. And you're going to kill and tarnish your brand. And you're not going to be able to sell them the Orient brand. You're not going to be like, yeah, I'll just take a role like Yellowstar and be like the face of their esports department. Like you're going to tarnish your reputation and your brand, and you're going to be selling this organization out of the challenger scene for pennies on the dollar in in six months. Yeah, like it, it was. That's that's the crime of the offseason. Not picking up an Owen seventeen LSPL mid laner. Not not having him try out for the team, not, you know, not anything else. That's the true crime that they committed in the offseason. It's really going to bite them in the butt in six months. Yeah. And Ocelot will be laughing his way to the bank as he proves that he knows how to business and Xpeke still, at the very least, has a lot to learn about how to business. Well, I'll that, put it that way. That would be a fantastic positive note to end on if it wasn't for the fact that he just signed Weldon to be an assistant coach. Oh. But that's our podcast. <laughs> That's our podcast. Hey, we didn't. We have to make predictions. Oh yeah, uh, do we? They're the worst. I think we both said they, what they, our they finished tenth. Good. Moving yeah, on. That's <laughs> so that's our podcast. They're the worst team in the LCS in both LCSs. If you put them against the worst team in North America, the North American team would beat them handily. Don't worry about that. But if you disagree with us, which I'm sure there's some of you out there that you're like, ah, you know, they. 
whatever. Whatever your reasoning is, uh, you can find me at C80s underscore LOL. Chase, where can the good folks at home find you? All five Nahoon fans can find me at RedshirtKing. Uh, I love talking to you guys about all these episodes. Um, it's really fun to interact uh, both on you know, Reddit and Twitter and all of our social media stuff. Um, we really love hearing from you guys. We love getting feedback on the show. Uh, we don't love this origin roster, but we love you. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, at five, five Nahoon fans. That's probably, uh, that's probably, I, I know I went optimistically. Little, little, I went, I've had to be optimistic this whole time. You know, I might as well keep it going. Well, we're going to stem your optimism because tomorrow, on the Rough Drafts Podcast, European Spring Split, team-by-team preview, edition 2017. Chase, uh, it's finally time. Is it? Are you it sure? Is finally, it is finally time for you to meet your maker. Oh, no. I'm not oh. even going to pretend to, to like give any hits. Tomorrow we're talking about Rocket, yeah, which are. is Chase's favorite team, and the reason why every Immortals fan should be worried about his newfound fandom for Immortals. So until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming. Or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.